In some of my songs I've casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer well, This little song is more to the point So roll out the barrel and lend me your ear I like beer It makes me a jolly good fellow I like beer It helps me unwind And sometimes it makes me feel mellow Makes him feel mellow Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I am your host, Jeff. And I am your host, Jeff. And the ILB team is here, the good doctor. Aloha. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, before we get started, too, I also want to give a quick shout out and a thank you to uh, listener Mike, who comes to us via Poway and Cal Berkeley. Uh, he's the one who has created our new uh, versions of our intro song, I Like Beer. And then also he created a version of uh, Beer Run for us as well. So thanks to Mike. Really cool versions. It was really cool. He, he did those for us for our one year anniversary. Thanks, Mike. If you want to make a version of our intro and outro songs for us, please, listeners, go right ahead. Send it to us. I like beer, the podcast at gmail.com or message us on social media. We'd love to talk to you about that and then we'll play it. Yeah, we're looking for whatever type of version. If you're a, a, an aficionado on the accordion, you got a great polka version, you know, mariachi mm. rap version. Oh, how it. good would a mariachi we're version for be? all kinds of rap. That would be good. I, I would agree. That would be fantastic. I'm going for acapella, guys. Acapella. Acapella, Good. yes. There we go. From Anonymous Tom. The From Anonymous oh. Tomas. Tomas <laughs> might be sending us one. Tom, you're right. It's Tomas. Todd's shaking his head because we didn't play his conch version. This is new. We're going to play it now. That's we're true. Gonna, we're gonna, yeah. From now on. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into our show. We're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, a beer mecca within a beer mecca. We love sharing beers, telling stories, so we made it a podcast. We appreciate all of you listening and following on social media. Welcome to our new listeners. We've definitely picked up a few new friends and listeners thanks to Beer Night in San Diego. So uh, Cody, Mike, Noah, and Tom, we appreciate that. And please share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. And don't forget to follow us on social media. I like beer, the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter. I like beer, the Po one, and I like beer, the Ta one. Uh, and visit our website, take a look at some of the photos from the field trips we've had this year. I like beer, the podcast.com. And I'm going to go on there uh, this weekend and I'm going to update some stuff on the, the website and, and link some more episodes in, and put some new photos in. So keep listening, sharing, liking, commenting, send us a message when you have a question or suggestion for us. You can message us on social media or shoot us an email. I like beer, the podcast at gmail.com. And there was a comment that I did get about us talking last week about the heat in San Diego and talking about, you know, we were drinking all the tropical beers with the beer night in San Diego guys talking about the heat. And I guess someone looked it up and realized that when we were talking about the heat, it was mildly humid in the mid to high 80s. And there were some listeners yeah, that thought that is hot. That, that, that's a it's bit hot. whiny. <laughs> so reach out. How hot is it where you're listening to us? And tell us what you think of our right. whining. Go ahead, tell us on Twitter, Instagram, message out. <laughs> we can take it. Reminder to any listeners who would like to join us uh, in our collaboration with Beer Night in San Diego Beers and Books Club. Uh, we're calling it something right now like I Like Beer Night in San Diego, the book club. Um, currently, we are reading The Wild Trees by Richard Preston. So feel free to join in. More info to follow.
My copy should have shown up today. I've been reading it. It's a good book. It's a okay, really good book. I'm looking forward to it. Tonight, we're enjoying beers from a local brewery, Ruler, in our hometown, Carlsbad, California. And Ruler's message is as follows. They are inspired both by the collaborative artisanal craft of modern craft breweries and the secretive monastic breweries of the old world. Our beers are designed to be stylish without precedence, irreverent without recklessness. There is symmetry to what we do, plus rule-bending beers. Ruler in French literally means roller, something with wheels, which connects to their bicycle theme and bicycle racing vibe. They have that great t-shirt. I, I want to ride my bike, drink beer, and cuddle. <laughs> but they never have it in double extra large. Uh, you know, double extra large guys like to cuddle too. They're the best cuddlers. Oh, I'm sorry. True. <laughs> and apparently a lot of them drink beer. I don't know why. But and I've seen some of the bicyclists there, and I'm twice the man they are. About mass volume. True. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I picked out this beer. I was at our local Costco and our local Co I thought all Costco's were like this, but I've checked on the Central Coast and up there in Northern California, run into Costco to see what kind of microbrews they have cases of. And they don't all do this apparently, but when you're in San Diego, your Costco's full of different local microbrews and they had the the ruler adventure pack with uh, four different ruler beers in there. And I wasn't sure, you know, is it I suppose we should be supporting our local breweries in all different ways because I said, well, I should run over there and get the beers. Heck, if they landed the Costco account, I want to make sure Costco's moving their stuff. So right. we picked this up. And I think, Tom, did right, you go out there right. too and pick some up? I did. I did. And I, I can't wait to dive into these. Going to bring back memories of when we were there. Yeah, we were lucky enough to be there at Ruler's grand opening in April of 2016. We were coming home from Northern California from our first brewery group tour in the van. All of us crammed in the van. It was our 18th brewery on our six-day California brewery tour. We were about an hour away from home, so just up in Orange County, and we got a message from listener Warren who said, hey, I'm at the grand opening of this brand new brewery in Carlsbad, and we all looked at each other, and we were tired, and as much as we love each other, we were tired of being in a van together. And then there was a unanimous, even even the wives, a unanimous, well, we have to go. <laughs> so off we yeah, went. Why, why go home now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were celebrating Jeff's birthday. Talent's birthday. It was yeah. my birthday. Yeah. It was your yeah, birthday. It was Jeff's birthday, yeah. 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 Plus, we were birthday. trying to get to 20 breweries. because it's. Yeah, that was, we had two goals. Oh, beer number one. Let's start with the Honey Blondale, the Domestique Blonde. Winner of two medals, bronze in the World Beer Cup 2018, silver in the San Diego International Beer Competition 2019. And this is Domestique Blonde. And I cheated. I've been drinking it for about 20 minutes as we were going over our notes at the beginning. I'm almost done with my <laughs> almost done with mine. Sorry. It's yeah. got a little bit of when you first uh get a, get a sniff of the the aroma of it, it's got that estery spiciness, you'd think almost like a Belgian golden ale. And it does have a, a yeah. little bit of that. In the taste, a soft malt backbone with noble hops. The hops keep the sweetness down. Otherwise, I think I might not. I think it would kind of swing over to a Belgian style more if it wasn't for the noble hops keeping that that back. A uh, little bit of the honey in there. But what I really like about it is it's really dry and crisp. So it, it has enough complexity because of the hops and the malt in there. But because it's so dry and crisp, it doesn't go over into that 
what what talent would call the medicine-y side of things. Medicine-y part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, like I said, that's usually my issue with a lot of the Belgians is it, it, sometimes they go a little, this one has a good finish. It's a clean, crisp finish. That's a good description of it. You do get a little bit of the, kind of that banana smell a little bit, I think, which is some of that Belgian. As it's warmed up, some of the bananas come out more, but the, uh, yeah. the esteriness of it has backed off. So I'm liking it more and more. I started to put it in as a three, seven, five, then I put it in as a four. And now that I'm at the last third of my pint, I, I might be at a four, two, five on this. Wow. Anyone else make the four range? I have not made the four range. I'm uh, going to top out at a three, seven, five here for yeah, me. Yeah, with talent, okay. 3.7. But again, this isn't my wheelhouse. This isn't my style, but I, I, I am impressed with how much growth I've had in this style of beer because the first time I had it, I gave it a low three. So okay. yes. I definitely enjoy it much more. So my palate You're is expanding. Maturing. I am maturing. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. Thanks for noticing. Joe, this is in your wheelhouse. What do you think of it? That's this. I'm at four, two, five with you. Right on. And like you said earlier, I think drinking a, a pint of it, and over time, it gets better and better. So I would guess that if I ordered a taster of this, I would have just said "eh," but yeah. but having the whole pint yeah. made me um, give it give it enough chances. It needed more than just a sip or two. What do you think, Tom? Well, it's funny because I looked up my Untapped from that that one night, and it must have been a taster because it was a three two five. So I probably said "eh," uh, like you said. But then a couple months later, I gave it a four. And so I, I guess I'm growing up a little bit there too. Maybe you're the maturing as well. Very good. Yeah. We're coming around. So, but I have to admit, you know, here it is, you know, a couple of years later having it, my tongue is confused in terms of what kind of beer this really is. I mean, it says blonde ale, but you guys said Belgian, you know, there's a lot of malt in there, but then I taste the hops at the back and then it, it almost on the verge of being an IPA in some regards. My taste buds are kind of confused in regards to this, but it, it is a pretty solid beer. And, you know, like you guys said, as it's warming up here, it seems to be going down smoother and smoother. So if I had to do it today, it'd probably be a 375 right now. All right. Well, it's moving up. It's moving up from where you had it last time. Moving up. We'll have it in another six months. It'll be a four plus for me with my maturing. <laughs> I, I foresee. So based on where so we've good. come with sours, where we've come with barrel age, where I've yep. come with uh, with the Belgian style, I foresee us having an all Belgian night within a year where everybody's just loving it. Nice, I agree. I, I think I it's going to be dragging the doctor to that one, but but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're you're so not stubborn in some things, but that's no something way. you're a stickler on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not in my wheelhouse. I have to do this fast before uh, Joe finishes, but we all have a beer in hand. Toast, roast, and pour one out. Who's got our first toast tonight? Well, yes, I think three weeks in a row here, I actually have a toast. Excellent. This one came across the wire, and I had to kind of do a flashback here. Can you guys take a guess? At, well, first of all, with movie theaters being closed, there's a lot of people and a lot of points across the country that are reverting back to the old-fashioned drive-in movie theaters. So I saw this clip along the news wire. Can you guys take a guess at what the top weekend domestic box office movie likely was? Is it an old? Is it something uh, a flashback to the past? Star Wars. 
or is it something new? Flashback to the past and talent. You were really close with Star Wars there. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back was the number one top movie in the domestic box office over the weekend, what the heck? earning just over five hundred thousand dollars at four hundred twenty-two mostly drive-in theaters. So hmm. that's amazing. You take that. And then you read a little further, Disney actually had a great weekend, so you take that. But one of the other top fives was Black Panther. When does Disney not have a great weekend? True, true. I'll tell you in two weeks, Al. (laughs) (laughs) So it it made me want to, you know, fire up the old VCR and uh, watch The Empire Strikes Back and see Yoda go, looking for someone? Found someone you have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if this is irony joe you can be the judge of this yeah but ironically i'm the judge I'm of say things that ironic. i saw oh you be the judge of irony joe? but i I'd saw like to be the judge on this one <laughs> because joe always sides with me and he's my, my he's my guy he's my side he's my right hand yeah. man he's my main wing i'm man. just gonna say um, yeah of course it's ironic. thanks joe uh, i'll pile um, on here go ahead I, yeah you do but anyways i saw a new hope when i was like i don't even know seven years old in a drive-in theater so oh, things nice. come full circle. Incredibly ironic. I mean, that is it's a thousand super ironic. ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> There's no irony in that. It's a wonderful memory, though. <laughs> it's not even ironic that a man your age still can remember that. Yeah. It is impressive. <laughs> we have a saying in our little world, save it for the podcast. I've got a Star Wars, Star Trek podcast coming. So we'll 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 pack it away for them coming, yeah. and get back to our toasts. There. I can't wait for that. And who else has a toast tonight? I got a quick one. Um, actually, two words, or I never thought I would say in the same sentence, but I'm going to toast Walmart. Okay. And basically, that's because I saw the news today that Walmart is going to start requiring customers in U.S. stores, so nationally, to wear masks. So one thing I would say with that, as a result, I'm pretty sure next week we should see an increase of roasts for all the people who will lose their minds over this requirement. So <laughs> great job, Walmart. Good luck. Good yeah, luck. It's coming. And I've had a toast going out to Martin McCauley of Virginia. Over the last six years, McCauley has gone around trademarking every possible name option for the Washington Redskins that they've discussed, knowing that their name would have to eventually change. So cheers for that visionary entrepreneurship. But the bigger toast goes to the extra aspect of the story. McCauley had always planned on cashing in on the name change, but considering how important it was to get this name change done, he felt, you know, this is just a cultural thing. This needs to happen. Now's the time. He decided making a profit wasn't as important to help speeding up the process. So he offered the trademarks to the NFL for free. After 10 days, he got no reply. So he decided to pull back the offer and sit on his trademarks again. So, hey, <laughs> great job, Roger Goodell. Yeah. Uh, names yeah. being considered. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. The Americans, uh, the monuments, the veteran. That's pretty cool. The Washington monuments, uh, veterans, monuments, Red I agree. Macaulay's personal favorite that he hopes they go with the red tail. So I was going to put that in a poor one out for the, the name Redskins, which it's a long time coming and way overdue. Uh, but I put it in the toast column instead. Very good. I think it's an appropriate toast. First of all, on how he handled it, and then he actually came to a, a really good you know, place in terms of saying, hey, this is important, so I'm going to offer up these for free. And in typical fashion, the NFL and their ego and Roger Goodell probably said, ah, we don't have time for this, and so now they're going to end up paying for right. it. 
if I may quote airplane, chump don't want no help. Chump don't get no help. <laughs> <laughs> We're under roasts. And talent, I bet based on the theme that you have set in place. Um, I know I just toasted Walmart um, and said, hey, stay tuned uh, as we should see a, a bunch of increases. Well, just this afternoon, I saw two stories that caught my eye about Walmarts in Florida. Um, oh, the first one was where a guy, uh, yeah, they did come together, but uh, a guy pulled a gun on another customer and his young daughter when he was asked to put on a mask in a Walmart in Florida. Uh, a little bit of an overreaction there. Um, and then another one where a woman began shouting about how all mask wearers were in a cult uh, when she was asked to put on a mask again in a, in a Walmart in Florida. So that's already started. Uh, should be real interesting to see uh, see how that goes over the course of next week. But, uh, you know, please, again, wear a mask. It's not that much to do, and it's something that's not gonna, just going to save you, but it's going to hopefully save everybody else and, and get us out of the situation hopefully sooner than later. I've said it before. Chump don't want no help. Chump don't get no help. Florida. We better move into pour one out before I say too much. Okay. <laughs> pour one out. Now I have proposed a moratorium on obituary pours this week. There's an irony there to delve into if you have any free time on your hands. Oh, yeah. uh, that sounded <laughs> ironic to me too. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. I do. I, yeah. Uh, I just was, I was still mopping up tears over the last couple. I do have a poor one out, though. Both the Washington <laughs> Post and Time Magazine have announced the death of the shopping mall. Mm. Where are we going to hang out, guys? Right, right. Dying out before COVID, uh, the pandemic has been the final nail in the coffin for the shopping mall. Uh, that staple of our childhoods, what once was not only yeah. easy access to hundreds of storefronts dedicated to making sure we all became mini capitalists, but a social scene, a boy-girl ogling place where you could get all sugar buzzed on orange Julius and Cinnabons and walk around in a daze, flipping through licorice pizzas, staring at half naked models on posters at Spencer's gifts, eyeing samurai swords at the knife store that had to be a Jimmy because how did every mall have a knife and sword store that stayed in business? Um, That's true. Do you guys remember wandering the mall as lads? Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. yeah especially middle school. Yeah, I mean, in high school you just get when the arcades, cause back then remember arcades would be yeah. in and you'd go down there and, spend just forever in the arcade and it's kind of sad to see i'm going to shed a little tear once they're gone here i suppose anything we might have gawked at at 13 or 14 year olds back in the day would is now available tenfold on the internet so they don't need the shopping mall anyway yeah the iconic mall scenes in movies too may not make sense to to future generations dawn of the dead where they hide from the zombies in a mall terminator 2 had that great mall chase scene clueless fast times at ridgemont high Stranger Things. Oh, I mean, right. There's a lot of mall stuff going right. on in Stranger Things. So kids, about kids would understand the mall from Stranger Things. There's a whole season on that. Yeah. And then I believe there's one more that you hold near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Greatest mall scene ever. The Blues Brothers. Burgers. Yeah. Lots of space in this mall. <laughs> <laughs> now, talent for pour one out. You just said, leave me some space. What do you got? Yeah. I got a few here. Um, they're going to be again quick hitters, but some things here again that I f- have seen recently that I'm sad. I'm, I'm not too sad to see him go, but some are, I will be sad to see him go. Uh, first one is um, I'm pouring one out for people who oppose uh, school reopenings. I know something that's near and dear to our heart. 
don't know if you guys saw this, but Senator John Kennedy, who is from Louisiana, again, an elected official from Louisiana, uh, he said during an interview with uh, Fox News this week uh, that for those who oppose school reopenings, that they can kiss my ass, (laughs) uh, despite many educators and teachers uh, raising concerns about returning to the classroom during the coronavirus pandemic. So good to know he cares. Second pour one out and pour one out for screaming. So Joe, sorry, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) roller coasters in Japan are reopening, but with some COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, So number one guideline, as a result, there is no screaming as you ride. So basically the guidelines suggest that visitors keep quiet, wear masks while on rides. And one park actually issued this advice, please scream inside your heart. Right. So, hey, we, we laugh. Yeah, that makes sense. We laugh, but you look at Japan's numbers. There's there's barely any coronavirus yeah. in that country. So yeah, um, right. maybe we should forward that along to Disney World and Disneyland. I just laugh on roller coasters. I don't scream. I get I just get the giggles. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, not allowed to do that either. Laugh inside your heart. In your heart. <laughs> yeah, right. And then finally, and this is probably the saddest news of all. I know this will come as a big surprise to many of you, but Kanye West has already dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is pretty unbelievable. I mean, I know he announced his intentions to run only a few weeks ago. Uh, This past weekend, he tried to get the required number of signatures to register himself as a third-party candidate in Florida and South Carolina, but fell short of the July 15th deadline. So apparently at this point, he has decided to drop out of the race. So RIP to Kanye West's presidential 2020 uh, bid. So pouring one out for that as well. This has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. You guys got your second beer? I got mine. I'm digging in. All right. Beer number two. So what do we got here, Jeff? Uh, let's see. I didn't take French in high school. Is it the Bonquois or Boncure Mosaic Pale Ale? Gold medal in the San Diego International Beer Is that translated to Bonker? Yes. That's exactly what it does. It, it, I, have no, I have no idea. All right. Bonquois. It's bone something. It's good something, right? I think that's it. That's good. In French, that stands for for good quoi, bon quoi. Oh, very nice. Thank you for the translation. I was <laughs> yeah. wondering. It's mosaic hopped. I don't think I've had this, but it should be citrusy, light, and crisp with that uh, mm. yummy mosaic uh, aroma to it. It's good. That's nice. More your style, Doc? Yeah, I'm, I'm digging the mosaics lately. Yeah, me too. It smells delicious. It says here that the nose should be bolder than the flavor. I wrote that. That was my notes to myself. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it is. Because it's a pale ale, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, make sure that that was uh, the case. It does smell delicious. Yeah, I believe it is. It does it's smell delicious. got that tropical berryness, little mangoness in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like it. I like this much better than the first beer. Well, that's fantastic. In my opinion. Yes. Well, I like the first one, but I like this one even better. Well, you know me. I'm crazy for pale ales. Hard to find there for a long time in San Diego, but they're they're making a comeback. That's delicious. Tom, what do you think of this? Well, I was going to say, I love the write-up that they put on their can here. It says, bonkiers are notorious for pushing their bodies to their limits. They push and push and push, draining themselves of precious energy, all until their bodies speak back and forces a change of pace. They've hit the wall. They've bonked. 
Oh, bonkers. Bonk. Yeah, yeah, it's a cycling term. Yeah. From Tour bonk. de France. Yeah, when they bonk. Yeah. No, they yeah. bonk. Like, that's what they talk about. Like, they push ah. out until they bonk. Like, oh, okay. There's nothing else that they can do is except refuel, relax, and recover. Well, I think they're implying that you should recover with one of these. Or, or PEDs, right, if we're talking about cycling. You got to get some of this for Tim, Doc, for after mountain bike rides. Tim would dig this the yeah. most. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tim bonked pretty heavily, <laughs> he apparently. Bonked, right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't tell you. I, I think I told you he, his helmet got smashed. His teeth are all chipped up still. Oh, oh my gosh. That is some oh, bonking. Man, some bonking. We should have poured one out for his him. And this has a little Simcoe hops in there, too. I, I'm telling you, I'm a big fan of this beer. Bonkers. Yeah. Mosaic Pale. I'm at, I, I'm at a four or five. Yeah, I'm with talent on this. This one's definitely a lot better than the first one. I'm going four or five. Four or five. Uh-oh. I think I'm four, two, five. Okay, that's good enough. Will. Will. Don't bonk. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Good to see you. It's been a while. Doctor, we are unleashing your new I Like Beer segment tonight. Would you please do the honors? Yes. Are you ready for some wild things? Yes. <laughs> did you get the, uh, are you ready for some football reference? I did get that. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to sing like Faith Hill too? Yeah. We're missing football. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to wild things where things might get wild as we talk about things that are wild. So for this first episode, there was no doubt which organism I wanted to share first. <laughs> Doctor's yes. having an organism right here on the podcast. Whoa, wait, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. This is the truly amazing and incredible octopus. And for all the boys here, I'm wearing my octopus t-shirt. So uh, I'm actually, I'm currently reading a book called The Soul of an Octopus. So I'm all fired up about the octopus right now. So before we get started, though, we got to talk about what's correct vernacular here so what is the plural of octopus or many octopus is it is it octopus is it octopi octopus octopodes octopuses 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 <laughs> octopuses yeah you couldn't resist <laughs> i know i'm gonna go with octopuses yeah well it's interesting so you know octopi latin acceptable Octopodes, Greek, acceptable. Octopuses. Oh, I like that. better. So is that like tomato, tomato? Or like moose, moose? Potato, potato? I thought yeah, I was right. octogenarian. <laughs> All right. So some basic facts about octopuses. So they're invertebrate animals, no bones, actually close related to snails and clams. They're mollusks, right? And obviously very close related to the squid. So oct, they have eight appendages. Sometimes those appendages are called tentacles, but tentacles are really like feeding appendages. So octopus appendages are really called arms, right? So it's like a squid has eight arms and, a, and then extra two long tentacles for feeding. So there you go. So uh, octopus actually has arms. There you go. So uh, you may have heard that old dad joke, which is actually anatomically incorrect. The joke is, how do you make an octopus laugh? 
10 tickles. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, right. right. So like a jellyfish or a sea anemone, that has tentacles, helps them feed, right? So hey, let's think about let's think about humans for a second, right? So we go our head and then our body and then our appendages stick out, right? But if you think about an octopus, if you could get octopus in your mind, you guys look at my t-shirt right here. There you go. They actually go their body and then their head stuck in the middle and then their appendages sticking out. So it's kind of their heads kind of, you know, their two eyes is stuck in, you know, in between their body and their appendages. So, hey, a few things about their appendages. They get an arm chopped off. They can regrow it or regenerate it. It's kind of a cool thing. Cool party trick. Yeah. Underneath their arms in the center uh, is their mouth with a really sharp beak. So like looks kind of like a parrot's beak. And the bite of an octopus can be painful, even deadly. So some species can deliver like neurotoxins in their bite. So you might be thinking, how big are octopuses? Well, the biggest, you guys know what the biggest one is probably? The giant octopus. The giant octopus. Yes. <laughs> the giant. The, the giant. I don't think so. Pacific I don't octopus. So. It has a beak larger than like the largest parrot's beak. Whoa. Another reason not to go in the ocean now, Todd. You got to stop this. Well, and, and Joe, Joe's probably thinking, hey, we were planning to go diving up in, you know, Vancouver, which we're still, well, you know, next year. But uh, we are still on the books. So yeah. Joe's probably thinking, hey, what if we see an octopus? How big do those get? But uh, they get, yeah, they get big. They get like 50 to 100 pounds, arm span of about 16 feet. Jeez. There have been specimens that weigh like over 150 pounds. So there you go. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. So, Six, yeah, they like to eat crabs, bivalves, like they're two-shelled animals. They'll actually drill a hole like in a, in a clam or an oyster and inject their little neurotoxin, make the little two-shelled animal relax, and then they just eat like some raw clam chowder or oysters on the half shell. Nice. There you go. And then just put it on a string and wear it like a necklace. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, I know what they eat. Who eats them? Ooh, well, I was actually going to get to that later, but, but. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't want to. But, but yeah. a lot of things like, so yeah, I'll get to that later, but, uh, but yeah, I'll get to that later, but remind me if I haven't brought that up. Yeah, no worries. My question's about crushing power. Did, are their arms like a, like a bow constrictor, like a constricting snake? Are they full of muscle or, or no? Yeah. No. Yeah, they are. There's all muscle. In fact, we're going to get to that too. Okay. But those are all yeah. really good all right. We'll wait. So, I'm going to shut up and wait. So they're, they're, Great question, Jeff. Great question. So they're really fast growing. All right. I really like this are. question too. So they live anywhere from like six months to the longest living octopus, the giant Pacific really doesn't live to more than like 45 years old. So they, and they're, they're basically reaching full size in like a year or so almost. Oh, geez. So uh, yeah, reaching such much. Yeah. So they're super fast growing. So each of their arms has suction cups, right? Like on the so on the giant Pacific, those suction cups can get up to like three inches in across, and they have like up to, you know a couple hundred on each arm. So that's like sixteen hundred suction cups that organism has. Great dexterity, super strong. Like you were talking about, they each little suction cup they can move individually. Each suction cup can you know rotate differently than the one next to it. So if you ever hug an octopus. Joe, if we, if we see one, yeah, on, no, we, when we, when, not if, yeah, when. Yeah, I don't know why. No. Yeah. Well, right. we got to be careful. So, yeah, sometimes you can go yeah, to watch the beak. Watch the beak, Joe. <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. the beak. But also, those suction cups are so strong 
They can, you know, you don't, if you hug one, you don't want to let its tentacles or I'm sorry, its arms get by your face because they can easily, no problems, pluck out one of your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did not need to know that. Oh. Uh, you don't want the suction cups near your face. Yeah. yeah. They can only do that twice though. So it's not that dangerous. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. Third time's a charm, Joe. Third time's a charm. You know, if they plucked out both my eyes and the brains out of my ears, I could be a senator from Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some other cool things they can do with their suction cups, they can actually taste with them. So think about it. They've got like 1,600 suction cups. They're tasting with all of those suction cups. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? New info. Yeah. When an Aquarius handles an octopus... Uh, they leave little octopus hickeys all over them with their suction cup. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about something like if if something attacks an octopus, like an eel. So octopus are nocturnal hunters. They're out at night. So other things are out there hunting them as well, like an eel. An eel, you know, bite, I, there's a good video you can watch on YouTube. An eel bites an arm off an octopus. Well, some the octopus's arms, the tentacles are, I mean, the suction cups are still working. So they're just like sucking on the side of the face of whatever's trying That's to. Awesome. <laughs> Even if it's not connected to the octopus anymore. Good defense, yeah. It's like a zombie arm. It is a zombie arm. Yeah, zombie octopus's arm. Yeah, totally. So yeah, they're amazing animals. Octopus, octopuses. They have magic skin. Magic Whoa. skin. Yeah, they have like three layers to their skin. The inner two are iridescent, like a cat's eyes you see at night. But the outer layer, they have like sacks, little sacks of pigment, like little sacks of paint all over, different different color paint sacks. Those are called chromatophores. Each one of those little paint sacks actually is directly connected to the brain with nerves. So they, the octopus actually controls each little sack of paint or chromatophore. It can basically, it can contract it or expand it. To, that's how they change color so, so quickly. Hmm. So it's pretty crazy. But the skin, here's, check this out. The skin can actually still change color to match its surroundings. So scientists are like, what can the skin see? Is the skin like its own, you know, its own organ where it can, you know, sense its surroundings? Very bizarre. They're very bizarre animals. What guess do they have about that? I don't know. That's something I don't know. How, how, how there's a lot that is not known and are not they're difficult animals to study because they don't live very long. Hard to keep in captivity for very long. And they suck your eyes out. Suck your yeah, eyes out. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Todd, I have a question. I have yeah. a question, Todd. Yeah. When we're hugging them, are they like a mood ring where we know when yeah. they change the color? Good question. Uh, no, really. No. They are actually. They are like. Got a sucker in your pocket yeah. or you just have to see me, Joe? <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. That's yeah. what I need to know. If they're really like light color or white, they're they're like basically they're mellow and calm. But if they're like dark also if they're bumpy so not only can their skin change color their skin can change texture they can go from smooth to bumpy to match like the algae surrounding them they're, they're unbelievable wow. interesting yeah imagine have if humans had magic octopus skin Would imagine that, that. yeah i I, think, I have dreams about having octopus i'm still imagining skin. it right now really <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have dreams, but not about Wait, that part of the office. Imagine you're like watching a movie, right? Like Where someone walks into like a club or something, the lights are flashing, and all the people on the dance floor, their skin is like changing color and texture to the music. Yeah. So there you go. So it's going to be good. And I'd be like, did someone slip something into my beer? Because this is not right. Right. Okay. <laughs> so all right, Talent, I got a question. So if you, uh, have, you have magic octopus skin. Yes. You could change any color to match your surroundings. You could change texture, 
how would you utilize your octopus skin? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that is a really good question. I don't think talent should change a thing. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got a list for Joe, but talent shouldn't change a thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, that's that's a tough question because I think that I would probably I guess you would just forego clothes at that point and you just change your your skin color so that it looks like you're wearing clothes. It just simplifies things. Yeah, right. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, um, the whole texture thing, I don't know. I'd have to experiment a little bit with the texture thing. I guess you want a little more grip on your feet so you get some grip on you know, those shoes, get some tread. Right. Um, yeah, that would be a good thing oh, as well. Yeah. Imagine yeah. for like if you're a, you know, an athlete, you could catch things really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would probably go out to be like a wide receiver for football because with those types of uh, right arms, thank you, um, you know, as long as I have good-sized – uh, suction cups. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's important too. Apparently, size apparently size matters, size matters. for octopus. Well, so, all right. Yeah. So I'll let you guys think about that. Yeah, but I don't want to be stuck with that forty-five years old thing. That's that's no good. Yeah, yeah. But then you're dead after four years. So that magic skin could be. Yeah, yeah. Could be cost. Could be problematic. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here, let's move it on. So obviously, they can ink right as a defense. Yeah. To evade other. A lot of us can. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> Now, here's some other crazy <laughs> facts. A- I mean, it, yeah, if this isn't enough, you know, I know I'm blowing you away with too many cool facts. You are. No, no. You but give they us have more. three hearts. What? They have three, three hearts. hearts. Yeah, three one hearts. goes like to the body like ours for their – and the other two go go to their gills. So for respiration, for breathing. There you go. Yeah. Question? Yeah, where are their hearts located? I'm, I'm picturing an octopus. It's got its body behind it, which I thought was part of the head, but you're saying that's the body, then the head's in the middle, and then yeah, the arms. I thought it was just an overly large head. Where are the, where are the three hearts located? Above the head in the body. So like, hey, And are all three right together? Right about there. Yeah, they're all right next to each other. Yeah. Right okay. So right about their heart's right like where your heart is. forehead would be your Interesting. Okay, listeners, if you don't like yeah. all, my, all our octopus questions, go find another podcast. This is I love this. more crazy stuff stuff. when an octopus is at rest actually it's actually absorbing close to half of the oxygen it needs through its skin magical skin again yeah magic skin let's talk about reproduction because everyone likes reproduction no that's definitely reproduction that's what everybody wants that's the elephant in the room so (laughs) mating season for our, I'm talking I'm, right now. I'm going to talk specifically about the giant Pacific because that we know most okay. of that one. Because yes. that's the one we have. Because they're the biggest. Well, that's the one we have right. in aquariums. They've been studied the most. Anyways, right. mating season in the wild lasts about 40 days. So the female, act, yeah, that sucks. Okay. Has several mates. Now, one of the males, actually, one of his eight arms is shaped a little bit differently than the other ones. <laughs> and what he he does, he takes like a packet of sperm and kind of slaps it on the inside of her body. <laughs> now, if she likes that guy, she can kind of keep it or she can toss it away. And also what that male does with his uh, special arm is he'll feel around inside the female's body, see if there's any other sperm packets. He might kind of clear them up. Grab one. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Yo, you've there been you playing. Uh, That's that super fantastic. So then the female, she attaches these strings of eggs to like the underside of rocks or crevices in the thousands, like 10 to 70,000, depending on the species of octopus. And then she sits there for like five months. She doesn't really leave. She doesn't eat. And that if she's not there, they won't hatch because she aerates them and moves them around like certain no little silt gets in between. 
And then afterwards, for after those five months, she will die, which is better than the male because the male, right after they mated, he died. So, you know. Whoa. I'm here. <laughs> that is rough. Damn it. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. So maybe if they were smart, if they were really smart, they'd resist the urge to merge, right? And yes. <laughs> Absent, what you're saying is absence is the key for yeah. octopi. <laughs> yeah, Octopuses. For a yes. long life. It's a great life choice. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So you meet that special octopi. That special one. Yeah. Right. yeah. right, right. But, you know, but they actually really are pretty intelligent. So you're thinking, doctor, there's been a lot of freaking cool animal facts, but, you know, there's a lot more. They're intelligence. This is, this is why I'm really in love with these things. Is uh, first of all, they have nine brains. Oh, <laughs> now we're talking three hearts and nine brains. Yeah, wow. one brain, three brains per heart. Yeah, no, I'm gonna one brain works the nervous system, and that leaves how many? Eight, eight, eight more. Okay. One little heart for each arm. This is tough. There you go. Oh, ah. oh wow, brain for each arm. Yeah, here you go. They have the highest. In, of any invertebrate, they have the highest ratio of brain to body mass. In other words, they have like a lot of brain mass and actually bigger than many vertebrates. So they're known to be like really smart. They use known to use tools. You can go on YouTube and find all, if you just look up octopus intelligence, all kinds of crazy, amazing videos. You can sit there for days. I did. I spent a lot of time today. Watching <laughs> and I have done that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I, right after college, I worked at this uh, marine institute on Catalina Island. We would take at night, we would take a crab and put it in a jar and we'd screw the, the just like two finger tight, not crazy tight. We put it in a little jar and we put it in our octopus tank. Inevitably, next morning, uh, the jar was open, crab gone. So the octopus had figured out how to open up the jar. And in, in the New England Aquarium, the the in Boston, they do thing. They put like three jars, so like they'll put a jar within a jar within a jar, like the little Russian doll things. And same thing. The next morning, all three jars open, crab gone. Yeah. So aren't they also really good? Wasn't there a German one that was really good at predicting the outcome of World Cup games? Yes. Yeah, right. So they also obviously very smart, yeah, yeah. super smart, yeah, because right. they actually are bookies, or like they could right. be a bookie yeah. and predict the, the outcome of games. Doesn't actually it doesn't take right. too yeah. much intelligence to realize the Germans will just sit and wait for a set play and win one nothing. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> This much I know. Not an indicator of of intelligence, for sure. (laughs) So octopus in aquariums, they can recognize their trainers, like newcomers. One of my favorite stories. Oh, they're they're really good escape artists, too. They've been known to, like, crawl out of their their little tank and into another tank, eat those fish, go back into their tank and hide. Can they survive (laughs) outside the water? (laughs) Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah. If they can, if they, kind of like in Nemo, yeah. If they actually can squeeze their, their, like, their their eyeballs and their beaks through a hole like one inch wide they can squeeze their whole body through right they don't need bones right so uh, they're good but they can survive without being in water for a little while why they do have gills so as long as their gills are moist yeah they can survive a little while out of water yeah so one of my favorite stories is of this volunteer at the new england aquarium summer volunteer she would go with the the main aquarist to work with the octopus and the octopus every time he saw this volunteer it would squirt her like a big jet of water with his siphon right (laughs) he wouldn't do that to anyone else and in fact and in fact so she came back the next summer this volunteer the the aquarist said he hadn't squirted anyone in a year 
The <laughs> octopus recognized this person. Sure enough, first thing, fired a big jet of water. So these octop- this octopus recognized this person, decided he didn't like her, and squirted her with water. So oh, 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 he did because he, he didn't I like her. I thought the rest of the story was like he's going to send that specially shaped <laughs> tentacle <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he liked her. <laughs> yeah, so, I think it's okay. Right, right, I yeah. thought that was going there. Might have been a middle school octopus, and that was his way of saying he likes her. I punch uh, you yeah, in the arm. Yeah, I like you. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it could be. I'm just going to suck your eyeball out real quick, but that means I like you. Not the second year, though. By the second summer, he was a grandpa octopus. Yeah. Though, so yeah. Uh, I'm going to end with a joke because I just feel like I, I saw his jokes. And I thought it was a good one. So a guy walks into a bar with an octopus under his arm. The bartender says, what's up with the octopus? And the guy says, hey, this octopus can play any musical instrument you put in front of him, right? They're pretty intelligent. So there's a band on stage, of course. So the guitar player walks up, puts his guitar down, arms, eight arms flying everywhere. The guitar shrieking, playing some awesome Jimi Hendrix. The sax player walks up, puts the saxophone in front of the octopus, of course. Beautiful saxophone music. As the arms are flying all over the place. Uh, and then at the back of the bar, there's this Scottish guy who walks up. He's wearing a kilt, of course. He's got his bagpipes. So he puts his bagpipes in front of the octopus. Of course, the arms start flying, but this time, no noise. No, nothing's happening. And the owner, the guy is nervous, says to the octopus, come on, octopus, what's going on? The octopus says, hey, can you give us a little privacy? I'm trying to get her pajamas off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fell in love with her three times because of the heart. Yeah. 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 Three hearts. Uh, three hearts. Yeah. Uh, so hey guys, when next time when the aquariums are open back up, and you get to go spend some time in the aquarium, go hang out with an octopus. Hug an octopus. <laughs> Hug an octopus. And ladies and gentlemen, next time you're sharing a beer with your friends or family, you two can say what I say: that I'm wild about octopuses. That was fantastic. Thank you, doctor. That was good. Of course. I enjoyed it. Like I said, just one more thing now I got to be afraid of when I go down to the ocean. No, no, I love True. them. I'm like doctor. I love the octopus. It's my favorite ocean oh, animal man. now. I love them too, as long as they're in an aquarium. Oh, but hey, what I forgot to mention though, sorry, is that unfortunately now you see octopuses for sale, like in Costco. No. You know, what? and they're not they're not being raised in captivity. So people out there, don't go eating octopus. There's plenty of other things. Eat a eat something else. You know, I don't care. Eat a cow, but don't eat an don't eat an octopus. You know, oct- so they're they're too cool. They're too cool to eat. So no more eating octopus. They're they're all taken out of captivity. They haven't. What if you only ate their arms because they're going to regrow? Grow them back. Yeah. There's oh, an that's argument a there. Super good point, talent. Yeah. So in other words, yeah. you're okay with them just chopping off all the arms of <laughs> I'm trying to find them. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find a middle ground. I'm trying to find a middle ground for all those people that really enjoy their octopus. I'm thinking a lot of the Spanish. The Spanish like their pulpo. Okay. So I'm thinking about a lot of those people. So how are they going to get their pulpo? But we don't have to get rid of the entire octopus. <laughs> give them a leg here or two. They're going to grow back. That yeah. seems like a happy. No, a happy there's enough know. good stuff out there. To, you don't need any octopus. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Know. I'm not going to eat an octopus. A question there, Todd. Oh, yes. 
when an octopi is in its teen years, what happens when one of the brains in its arms decides to rebel? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Does it follow its heart oh. or does it follow its brain? Oh, And which heart does it which follow? Heart? Yeah. That's true. That's a great point. And no, you know which heart it's going to follow. It's going to follow that weirdly shaped tentacle it's got because yeah, that's how it happens with all teenage boys. With the weird tentacle. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the yeah. brain that controls the weird shaped tentacle is going to be the one that the teenage <laughs> octopus is going to follow. Because just like all teenagers. Right. Thank you yeah, for connecting the dots, Talent. Yeah. Thank you for connecting the dots. When Cody and Mike from Beer Night in San Diego were here, they said, "What do you have new for year two? And the first thing we said is, "Doctor's got a new segment." You have not disappointed. Looking forward to many more wild things, Doctor. Thank you. You're welcome. Fun, fun. Can we get another beer in? Yes, we can. We can. We need one after that. I need a drink. Mm. A lot to ponder. I'm very familiar with this next beer. I got a four-pack from my mother-in-law for my birthday. I had meant to share it, but after I had the first one, (laughs) I ended up having three that night and the next one the next day. This is uh, by Ruler. Their Indo West Coast IPA. I'm a fan of this one. This is just really smooth. You know, the bitterness is is just right, right there. It's, it's not too much, not too soft. It's not overwhelming. Exactly. I thought this was one of the best IPAs in North County. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm guessing that, uh, Influencer, you gave it better than a four. I'm actually going to look up right now what I gave it the first time I, first, second, and third time I had it, which was all in the same night. You gave it a four, two, five every single time. Nice. Yeah. I think this is a really, really I'm right, I'm right there with a four. I'll give you a four. Now it's not like your, your piney, um, super hop forward IPA, but it's not like your hazy where they've mellowed out the hops either. It's, it's something a little different and they are rule breakers over there which I suppose is funny since they're ruler and there's Simcoe. There's something else in there too. What is it? Let's see. Idaho seven and strata hops. It says, Oh, I do really like that beer. Yeah, I, I would say I, I would agree with you. I, I, I feel like it's got, there's hops at the front end, but there's also hops at the back end, but it's not overwhelming. Like I said, that bitterness kind of carries through the entire, um, you know, the entire thing, like you were saying, a hazy where sometimes they'll kind of smooth out that with, with whatever fruit or, mm-hmm taste they're trying to go for that but the, you know all in all it's it's very cool it's very smooth drinking i i would you know i would use this the word i would use for this one is it's very balanced um, yes it's, it's okay. a very balanced beer yes good word it's hop forward but it doesn't hit you over the head with it mm-hmm. somehow they've figured out a way to manage what they've got going on there no right it's not overwhelming no uh the the surprise for me is i was talking to an old buddy uh, actually, it was after it was. I know the exact date. It was March thirteenth because uh, it was the last time we went to a brewery together before California shut down. The first time we were at Epic, and my wife and I stopped off at Belching Beaver and ran into an old buddy. And he said, "Hey, give me a call. We haven't talked in like five years." So I I sat out on my porch and drank my uh my Indos and talked to my buddy. And when I got up off the porch swing to I realized that they were 7.2%, Whoa! which yeah, I know, Tyler, that's not much, but I had three in probably a 50 minute period of time, uh, talking to my old pal Kirk and, uh, and you endoed and you endoed. No, you didn't endo. That's why I didn't have the four. So on that note, did you, did you read the story behind the name on the, on the can? 
I couldn't read a thing at that point. I, I think I think at some point all of us have done yes. the endo. I am a I, I am a mountain bike, so I have endoed more than once. Gone over the over the handlebars. Yep. Right. Yes. Superman. Not like Tim. No, not like Tim. No, never like Tim. No. Not bonking like Tim. No, never like Tim. But I have two thumbs that become disjointed immediately with any pressure because of uh endoing off mountain bikes where all the ligaments are gone. Oh, ouch. Oh, and a pinky finger that sticks out funny. It does stick out funny. That's true. Oh, that's the eighth, the eighth arm. That's the shattered, yes. shattered that's pinky the, from endoing. But you know, if that's the worst you get, that's the weird shaped arm. Keep sipping this endo. I just bumped it up to a four point five. Maybe some of that's me talking about it and me being excited about octopi. But as I kept sipping it, just kept getting better and better. I was going to say it's got. Uh, they talk about the stone fruit and citrus notes. Yeah. But what I really like about you called it balanced. They call it smooth. To me, that's that's the uh, same thing. But that dry finish where we don't get the smack lips at the end. It just finishes and it's done. Right. With each sip. I agree. I, I like I said. I, I'm I'm a four on it for me. It's very solid. And it's like I said, it's very smooth. My initial go-to is not going to be to order an IPA, uh, unless I see one of those epic IPAs that I've been drinking with the with the fruit in them. But this one is one I would I would definitely order and drink um, just because of how smooth it is. How about you, Padre? Uh, I'm watching videos on how to hug an octopus, so. <laughs> <laughs> so he might need a moment or two. I just want to get this right when I have the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You only get one I, shot to not know, miss your chance. That's what I feel. Get it and right. I don't want to lose my eyes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't want to lose your eyes. That's extremely kind of play. Yeah. And if it inks, I feel good about myself. So yes. Wow. Well, no, I, I I like this. It's good. So thanks for joining us for a few beers, stories, and laughs. You now know a little bit more about the octopus. I, I'm going to dare say you know a lot more about the octopus. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, imagine. How you're gonna impress your co- oh we don't go to work anymore. How you're gonna impress your coworkers uh, Monday morning? But, I, well, right. yeah. what I'm thinking is is that for all those parents that are gonna have to homeschool their kids here in the fall that are concerned about a science lesson, we just presented right. one right now. Yeah, so you're, you, you're, you're welcome. welcome. You're you welcome. are welcome for that. That's Boom. science lesson first week right there, and then afterwards you follow it up with just watching videos on octopus octopuses right. intelligence on YouTube, and there you go. You got a whole month's worth of lessons right here, yeah. people. And we also asked, we threw in a little bit of French as well. So, and that's pretty much all you need to know of French. As long as you can pronounce a few beer names, you know all the French you need to know. Yeah, I think we could say this podcast makes you smarter. No, it's definitely true. Ladies and gentlemen, ILB continues to be an educational podcast. Yeah, that's right. Your go-to educational podcast. I'm smarter. The more I drink, the smarter I get. <laughs> For the kids. We we do it for the kids. <laughs> Joe, I keep looking and it doesn't say education on our podcast. Yeah, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious it needs to be. All right. Listeners, thanks for joining us for a few beers, stories, and laughs. You now know a lot more about the octopus. You've been enlightened about school politics. Uh, we appreciate you listening and sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. We'd love to keep talking. But right now we gotta run. <laughs> B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.